0: Hi, it's Sunny. Today I have my closest friend, Hush Marine Griffin, on Cherry Conversations with me. We Zoom called in, and it was right after our husbands got back from a road trip across the country, moving one car to another state for Alan's brother. And so, Sean and Alan, best friends, many of you have heard Alan preach at our church if you're local or you've tuned in online. They are our best friends. We've done vacation with them. We've had babies at the same time as them. It's been a 20 year friendship. And so I wanted to have Hush Marine on because she's a leader, but you would never know what this girl can do by looking at her because she looks like a model, because she was. She was a Ford runway model and she's as nice as she is beautiful and yet she can lead people like crazy and she's not that typical feel of a leader. She's so kind. You're gonna see all about that. She gives us practical tools and hopefully you'll get done and you'll say, I wanna be more like Hush because I know I wanna be more like Hush. Let's listen now. Hello, welcome to Cheery Conversations. I am here with one of my closest friends, Hush Marine Griffin, and many of you, if you've been around Sean and I for any length of time, we've talked about them. You may have heard Pastor Allen, Hush's husband, come and preach for us. He lifts people on stage, he carries them, he is known to take his clothes off partially, (laughs) I should say partially on stage. Alan is amazing and so we've gotten to share Alan with many of you but Hush and Alan, even though they've been in town and and frequented the exchange uh, you may have seen this gorgeous model looking woman walk through the exchange uh, and that is Hush Marine so Hush, thanks for joining us today Hi, Pastor Sunny Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be on here yeah, this is a long time coming. So, we're gonna talk today about you being different. And actually, I started with this thought because you're a leader that doesn't come across like this great, strong, you know, robust leader. And that's what I love about you and people who have worked with you and for you, love, is that you're this quiet, calm, gorgeous human. And actually, it takes about three minutes to know you're kind and soft-spoken really, but you are such a great leader. And then you, you also have other things that you do that that it's like, wow, she's done that. She's a pastor's wife, an evangelist's wife, but she was a supermodel. And uh, you were different in that you were in that industry, yet you were a virgin. You and Alan were pure when you got married. That's different. Uh, and then obviously you also came from Sri Lanka. I mean, you're beautiful and you're exotic and people are like, oh, where are you from? You've gotten that your whole life, but that is different. And so I wanted our viewers today to hear about that and how you've actually taken different and it's been an advantage and it's been a blessing, not just that you've taken and made a blessing and God's used, but a blessing to other people around you. So, and in talking about that, I'm sure you can even now talk about Um, a little bit about you and and your background.
1: Thank you, oh my goodness. What a wonderful introduction. Thank (laughs) you, Pastor Sunny. You you know, I absolutely adore you. You guys are such heroes to me and Alan, Mm. and you guys are such amazing overcomers and um, heroes that uh, we have watched over the years and just everything you've done in excellence so successful. We absolutely love your family and I so appreciate you Um, having us on, or
0: actually having Mm -hmm. me on, I get to talk more. I know, (laughs) you kind of come with Alan because you're going to talk about Alan and our husband's bromance, yeah. I know, oh my goodness. It's
1: actually really sweet. I absolutely love their friendship. And Mm -hmm. if I could choose anyone in this world to be friends with my husband, it would be Pastor Sean Hennessy. So I love, I love their unified front. They are amazing. So, um, but yeah, I was, um, I was born in Sri Lanka and um, it is a predominantly Buddhist nation. So mm. I've always felt different. I've always mm. felt like a bit of an outsider, kind of always observing from behind the scenes or from the outside, you know, in Sri Lanka, just being a Christian, it's like a 2% population of, of our country are Christians. And so, you know, just watching everyone else worship other things other than Jesus Christ has been kind of different, you know, and then moving to the States and being an immigrant where I eat with my fingers. You guys have witnessed that, you know, she still eats with her fingers. <laughs> we, I do. I do. I absolutely love it. I always say the food tastes better, but just being in this, in this culture and just in it. It was just so different for me, you know? And it was tough at times, you know? People thought I was strange. I got teased for it in school, you know? But I always had this sense of self and confidence that I feel like God gave me. And going into the modeling industry, like you mentioned, I felt like that was also a way where I was like on the outside. I was, you know, this Holy Spirit-filled Christian However, I'm in this worldly, secular industry that was, you know, just different. And uh, people always came to me and they were like, man, you know, what is that like? Or, you know, they didn't know if I loved them or if I was judging them or, you know, uh, if I even wanted to be a part of their life, you know, because of my lifestyle. And so it was was really tough growing up, but I, I really loved, every ounce of it i learned so much from it
0: well and you're like you would be the epitome of that person that you say just change your perspective and it changes everything yes it's like you were born with this innate ability to have perspective a good perspective so you're in sri lanka and you don't fit in and you come to america and you feel like you didn't fit in in the modeling industry but you use that to your advantage Do you feel like, I mean, I feel like you were born with that. But obviously, even if you were born with that kind of thinking, what, what do you do when you feel you're losing that or you're impressed and in hard times and you're like, okay, I'm not feeling the happy perspective. How do you, what are some tools for our listeners and our viewers to change perspective like you've had to? Well, I think perspective is so key because what you're saying is such a key
1: word. Perspective you know, is only my point of view. And it's hmm. not necessarily reality. So as I was growing up, I remember thinking I was like this awkward, very Indian girl with this heavy, thick accent. and I love I had it when you talk these, like that. Yeah, I had these knobby <laughs> knees and skinny legs and frizzy big hair, you know, almost six feet tall. I just really stood out. And I always felt awkward, but I found out later in life, as I talked to some of my old school friends or peers that they admired me or they looked up to me. And in reality, I think all of us human beings, all of us women, we all feel this way, you know? We all feel True. insignificant or, you know, not not quite, we should be you know we tend to compare ourselves to others or I don't look like her or you know I'm not smart as her I'm not talented like her you know and and so when when I realized like wow you know I'm really special like people people respect me and they they thought of me in a different way and they had the same Mm -hmm. fears and insecurities that I did, it really changed perspective for me, you know, and and I think one of the things to remember is to be okay with being uncomfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, this is all right that I'm uncomfortable and I'm going to force myself to be who I really want to be. So I was Mm -hmm. this very shy, awkward, ugly duckling that I felt like I was and I forced myself to pretend I wasn't shy so I could be friendly because a lot of people thought I was either stuck up or something's wrong with her, you know, because I wouldn't speak as much. And when I forced myself to come out of that and what I was used to, I made so many friends and I opened up my arms to them, you know, and people felt more comfortable being around me.
0: Yeah, wow you you then went from what you thought was an ugly duckling yes to a supermodel isn't that just like god how did that feel when you're walking the runways in oh yeah where was it london paris all
1: all of those places well so Mm -hmm. i was discovered at 14 by a new york modeling agency and through my career up to the age of 30 i got to travel internationally so i've been to london and italy and australia and of course you know all the major fashion capitals of the u.s like la miami and new york and so just i and what i What I stood out most is in the era that I grew up during that fashion time in my life was the 80s and the 90s where you didn't see you know a very exotic looking girl you generally saw the all-american or you saw a very classic black beauty and you didn't see that in between you didn't see the latinas you didn't see the asians you didn't see you know anyone that looked like me when i left my career i had created a niche for wow. a look that looked like me, that clients would try to replace because I left the industry. They thought, You're oh, kidding. Yeah. They I didn't were know like, that we, part. Yes, absolutely. They were like, we need a girl that fills that look, you know? And so yeah. every city I left, they, they had to pull and find someone to replace that exotic look.
0: So oh, wow. I so thought, let's camp on that. Yes. Let's camp on that. You carved out... A part of the industry for your look mm-hmm. when what you thought about yourself, which would be the the devil, the enemy trying to speak that over you, ugly oh, yeah. duckling, Completely. make you feel bad that you not only go on to be a supermodel, but you carve out your specific look yes. in the industry. Like yes. talk about the epitome of what Satan means for evil. God means for good. And it couldn't have happened with a nicer person yeah. to do it. So, okay, yeah. keep going on. So move well, on. You went all the way to age 30, though. Yes, I did. Wow. I did. I
1: I had Israel, my oldest, who is 17 now. And, you know, your body changes. And I, I decided that now it was time to kind of put my career aside and, and focus on family and be with my kids. And, and so, um, that's when I stopped, but yeah, just being at that time, you know, the, the enemy is constantly putting thoughts, constantly putting doubts. Sometimes it's not even the world. It's your own battle in your own mind that you have, you know, and you have to keep the word in mind all the time. You know, when God says, um, I knitted you in your mother's womb you know he cares so much for us he sings love songs over us you know he captures every tear we cry you know he loves us he loves the smell of us everything about us and when you come to like true realization of how much God loves us individually you can be so powerful. And when you realize how God loves us, our our own uniqueness, and how he has set us apart, that we are weird, that we are peculiar, and that's okay, God Mm -hmm. can use that. And he will use you in a huge and mighty way. You know, and once you are content, and you feel good about that, and really truly understand that grasp that process, it can be so powerful.
0: So good. And again, it's perspective and it's you had this great foundation. There's a lot of people who are listening and watching. They didn't have that foundation of God. But of course, um, we have that opportunity every day. But it is so hard when we've been in a world of comparison. And like you said, it's not even just the world that told you You look different. It was your own mind and and the enemy in your ear. I often think about, I mean, I believe comparison is the great crippler. But I think when comparison cripples us, um, maybe if we're in the mode of comparing, the other thing, rather than just say flee from me comparison. I'm not going to do it. What if we were equal opportunity comparers? And you said this early on, I'll compare with those people I'm not as pretty, as skinny, as popular, as well-spoken, but I rarely compare with the people who I'm more well-spoken and i'm further along in my jesus journey and i do have a more solid marriage yeah not to judge them but to know that i could have it better but i could have it worse so if you're going to compare you got to compare both ways and you said that that you realize there's people just as insecure as you in different ways yes that right there is a tool to shift our perspective right oh completely
1: completely and i think that um You know, once you really understand um, that concept, you can do anything, you know, as women, as just men in the world or even in ministry or, you know, in church as we're growing in the Lord, you know, because I know there's so many people out there that are like, well, I didn't have that background. I didn't have that faith, you know, but once you understand how much God loves you, you, you can really come into your own.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Hush, I want you to talk about uh, the fact that you are a leader, like you lead a ministry. You're actually, you've started Uh uh, an age out foster care ministry. That's amazing. You've led a staff, you lead a team. You're a mom of two teenage boys, which means you lead. And when, when Alan is gone, which he travels on the road a lot. You lead the boys in the home. Yes. But you're a different kind of leader. Tell us your leadership philosophy because you can tell by listening to you, you're just such a kind soul. So how are you kind and you can be a leader? Yes. Well, you know, I always mess up
1: American phrases, but you know, one of those things about you sure. can you can gather what, catch more bees with honey, right? Instead yeah. of, uh, well, we say neem, which is bitter, but you know with if you have bitterness and your bark orders or your bossy like you're not going to get your way come on now it's just common sense like a little bit of sweetness a little bit of caressing you really have to figure out how to read people and you know what they need and what they want and a little bit of praise a little bit of love a few compliments here and there i'm not saying manipulate people but Be wise, you know, and being sweet gets you much further in life than being in any other way. But one of my leadership techniques, I mentioned it to you um, a while back, is I love leading from behind. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like a leadership pack mentality thing. So, you know, you have leaders, which is usually the strongest, healthiest leaders, they're usually in the front of the pack. And then you stick your young, the ones that need to be led. They're so growing, they're so learning. And then maybe the elderly and the sick, those are the packs that lead right after the, the, the front leaders. Then in the back where you have just everybody else and then right in the back is more strong leaders wow. who are constantly gathering the ones that stray away. They're gathering people as they are walking, you know, the sick and the, the weak and they're hurting, they're constantly gathering. Because in my philosophy, I don't want anyone left behind. I want everyone to go with me where I'm going. And so that's how I tend to lead is from behind.
0: Which is just as valuable, or some could say more valuable because that leader who's out front, who never looks back. I mean, there's those uh, that probably started out as Moses, you know, and then he started to look behind and listen to all the problems and complaints, you know, he, he got his eyes off of what he needed to. He just needed to get out front and lead. So there's those, right? but like you're talking about those lead leaders that come behind and make sure that when the one strays off from the 99, they're, they're seeing it. Yes. because they're leading from behind because you want that out front leader to keep walking right like you do that out definitely. front leader stops we all just kind of you know like little ducklings behind our mama we all you know yeah, fall yeah. down because it's well, a problem. So that's exactly. so good
1: and and we are all um, members of one body, and that's the body Christ, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so all of us have a role, and you just figure out what your role is and what your strengths are, and that's how you lead. Like I know my husband and you, Sunny, and Pastor Sean. Like all of you guys are strong, like up front, forward leaders. You know, um, but then what about? the people in the back you know so all of us leaders gathering around you know is is um cause for a very strong
0: unified church body first so so good and yes. i think if we're if someone's listening to this and they're in the context of a business they own or yes. a team they manage uh, some of us like we're managers for an owner Mm-hmm. And so we're leading, But then some of us are assistant managers, or we're workers for a manager. So we're not the top of the pole, you know, of the flowchart. But I love how you're contextualizing that because i I look at our staff, and I want them to think like leaders. Now we all have our own roles and our functions, and we need people who vary in not just their desire, but their gifting. But I think when you do have people that are leaders on your team, you better lead strong so that the leaders feel like they're being led because there's other leaders. And so, you know, your husband leads strong, you bring up the back leading from behind. And that it's almost like this, I mean, this sounds cheesy, but it's like this sandwich of leadership that is just functioning in all the role that's needed. And within that, you have people in between you and Alan or we can have people in between us and the owner uh, who are also leading from their strength, from their expertise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really good. good. Okay. yeah.
0: So our sons uh, are, well, your sons, I have one son. Your sons are basically close to the same age as my kids. Yeah, they are. So isn't this a fun time, right? We've got Israel's going to be a senior next year. Our Isaiah oh is going to be a junior. We say right. our Isaiah and your Isaiah. Because yeah. you guys, when you were naming your Isaiah, you said, do you guys care if we name our Isaiah Isaiah? We're like, of course. Right. We've never lived in the same city. So unfortunately, it's not been an issue. Yeah, it kind of worked but out. <laughs> I, do you remember this? This is kind of funny. We came to your house. My Isaiah was playing with your Israel. Yes. And then you said to me, Sunny, I'm pregnant. No. And, and, and I we were laughed. like poor evangelists. We didn't know how we were going to pay for all of that. Right. And we had just gone on the road to be evangelists. Yeah, both mm-hmm. of us. Both sets yeah. of us. Yeah. And I, I was that bad friend that didn't even like fix my face I'm like I laughed I belly laughed and said ah, that would suck I did I said that that's terrible I hope oh I have never gosh. I hope I didn't right. negatively affect your Isaiah but anyway I'm no, like that's like cause you were like we were not trying this is crazy yeah so then so I,
1: nice.
0: yeah so then Sean and I get in the car we drive back to Tampa with our Isaiah in tow and we're like oh look at he's just so young he's not yeah. even a year old Yeah. I get home and I find out I'm pregnant. <laughs> right. And you and I were pregnant at the same time. Then with and Aubrey then you and your Isaiah. Tell me. Yes, I remember that. I'm like, that. God has such a oh funny sense G- of humor. Like, sure like I wasn't does. pregnant before. this. Yeah.
1: So, um, and talk then we about were in the at the same time. I loved it. It was so yes, fun. Yes,
0: they were born just days apart. So yes, so yes, cool. Yes. Okay, so tell me, as a mom. <laughs> as just a, a person that you're either you've you're a natural leader, but you've even grown in more leadership. How are you raising boys? Let's talk about the fact that being
1: yeah.
0: um, parents of a teenager is being a leader. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes oh, I feel I like they're running me over. Right. right? Okay. Exactly. So, so talk about that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it is. It's really challenging. Um. I mean, I am blessed with two amazing boys. They're 15 and 17. And um, they really keep me on my toes. You know, they hold me accountable. They repeat what I say. If I go against something I said, they repeat it. Like, well, you said, <laughs> Mom, you shouldn't be yelling at people when you're driving down the street. Don't call them <laughs> idiots. You know, like. <laughs> You know, but they, they are amazing boys and they have very strong personalities and they have their own will, you know, and what I try to do as I'm raising these boys, I want them to be godly young men, you know, choose really well for their futures and, um, but I don't want to break their spirits, you know, Mm, they need to know that I'm still the boss in the house while dad's gone, you know? And when dad comes home, we're both the boss. Um, And you still have to do what I say. You still have to do the dishes and go make up your bed and do your homework, you know, Um, and don't talk back and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I still want them to dream and have huge vision for their life and just make them really strong, you know, men. Because sometimes what I emulate, how I treat them, you know, could maybe portray future when they marry their wives. They might pick someone maybe who um, henpecks them or nags and controlling. And I don't want them to see that example, you know? And so I try to hear them. Uh, We have a constant conversation about life and dreams. And, you know, and I think the key is to choose your battles and you know, choosing things that really matter. But if I choose to fight in that battle, I'm gonna be the one that wins, because I'm mom, you know? So it's really key, because sometimes we can fight over the dumbest stuff like like their hair you know like i'm like lord can they please cut their hair it looks like a mop (laughs) on top of the head but i know like i'm getting old that might not be the cool style right now Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay let me give them a little bit
0: of freedom in that area it's not a battle i even want to fight so right well and i love that that you said pick your battles and then the battles you select win them Yeah. A lot of like the hair. That's a great example. I had um, someone tell me they're like, man, I can't get my teenager. I mean, he's like 18, so he should know better. He's going to move out soon. I can't get him to change his own oil or cut his hair. Yes. But here's the battle that they. So that was their battle. Right. Their battle wasn't that. They weren't taking him to church. He wasn't in a youth mm-hmm. ministry. He wasn't around Christian kids. Right. The And I knew this person pretty close, so I kind of knew. And I said, you know, I don't think that the reason he, you know, yells at you or says, I'm not changing my own oil or doesn't mm-hmm. cut his hair. I don't think that the source of that is the hair yeah. or the oil. I right. think the source is he, he is not seeing you be a Jesus person. He is not seeing you, you know, kind of have this moral compass, this standard so right. he's just all over the place, and then the battle you want to fight is over the hair. He's yeah. eighteen; it's hair. Exactly. But if the battle were you are going to, you don't have to have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm going to put you in a position to learn about Him. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna watch this or you're gonna attend this. That's a battle I'm going to win. If exactly. if my kids sh- didn't want to be a part of our church service and online and come into the living room, we would. Barrel roll them down the stairs. That they're going to hear it. That's a battle we're going to win. Not that I don't understand why Aubrey wants to be in a sweatshirt all the time. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. So okay, well, hush. We're wrapping up our time here, but I think I need to have you back again because we could talk about so much more. Oh my god! But I love how I love how you brought just the perspective today and we touched on a lot of areas but thanks for being one of my closest friends i love you so yeah, much i and love you miss oh my gosh you.
1: i miss you too it is like 97 here in florida so
0: you guys need to come down <laughs> well it's about 80 here so i'm not jealous oh, right good. now yeah awesome. yeah it's- it's a warm day and we're Good. freaking out. We're like, turn Good. down the air in Wisconsin. But I love you. And thank you for all the listeners and viewers. I'm sure you enjoyed Hush Marine. Hush and Alan have a ministry and we'll put the link in here in the comments so that you can see how to connect or see what she does even more, what Alan does even more. Alan sits on our board. So they're a part of our life. They'll be a yeah. part of yours. And yes. if you want to connect with me personally, you can go to sunnyhennessy.com. Let me know maybe what you want to hear. Maybe you have an idea for a guest to be on cheery conversations, but we love you guys and we'll see you next